This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. been asking about my skincare routine no, just me just me because i saw you on insta and i was like what the fuck she got on the treadmill a couple of times and she looks awesome do i have to get on the treadmill wait Arby. so today was just like a crazy day at work and i did not do any exercise oh today and if i had all i heard was your voice being like this bitch is gonna give it up in three weeks and i was like oh damn <laughs> <laughs> no, my skin. Thankfully, I've never had like bad skin. But the only thing that I really do religiously is that every time I take a shower and I come out of the shower, I put moisturizer on my face. That's yeah. it. And honestly, like it's so it sounds so dumb, but like just doing that every day for like two years has made my skin better. And it's good mm-hmm. moisturizer. So like, like that also which helps. Which one? So we can go get some. It's Aveda. Aveda. Yeah. Hashtag not ad. Not ad. But it could be for the right price. Yeah, come at me, Aveda. I mean, for the right price, meaning like just give it to me for free. We could do hair and face and skin all day long. Yeah. Just like those skinny bitches that are going to be skinny anyways are selling us all the exercise equipment and all the diets. Yeah. As As if they did that, we could do the same with any of the beauty products. Yeah, one day we could go on a summer vacation and then everybody around us would be working and then they would pan to us and we'd be on our bed and it would say podcaster skin influencer. Right. Instead of shoes and clothes that get delivered to our summer house, it would be beauty products and oils and lotions and all kinds of fun stuff like yeah. bath, bath, bath bombs and all of that. Bath bombs, by the way, are like fun for 30 seconds. <laughs> kids enjoy it. Yeah. But, kids yeah. Enjoy it. but even my kids after 30 seconds are like, I'm They're done like, with this. The bo- the bo- the bottom's gone. Like, yeah. What? So okay. So you have a purple water or pink water. Like what are we gonna? Yeah. Do? All it does is stains my tub. Right. That's it. Um. Yeah. No, but I don't really have a skincare routine, and I do drink a lot of water. You do drink a lot of water. You you constantly have a bottle of water next to you that you drink. I, on the other hand, I shouldn't be doing this. It's six o'clock in the evening. I'm having my probably fourth cup of coffee, which is going to keep me up all night. Mm. But I needed it. Today was a long day. So we are recording. On Monday, uh-huh. which is a little late, and so Monday was a full work day for me. So yeah. my headache is better. Uh, I don't know why I'm getting these migraines all of a sudden. It's probably hormonal. Probably, yeah. Like Jen Shaw, I must be menopausal. So you think Jen Shaw is menopausal, and that's no, why she's acting? Yeah, somewhere acting. either she claimed or somebody else claimed that she was menopausal, but. <laughs> I was like, yeah, come up with all you the You read somewhere on the internet that she may have said it, and then you said, this bitch probably said it. It was probably me commenting on somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably just me saying that, and now I read my own comment. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, you read your own comments, and you were like, wow, this person is yeah. so smart. <laughs> so did you watch um, the Super Bowl? I tried to. I couldn't. I don't want to see that Tom Brady win, okay? Yeah. I just don't want to. Also, I'm like, over the past few years, I haven't liked 
the NFL as much. I used to watch football, mm-hmm. but now I, I, I sort of have all these issues with, you know, problematic stuff that NFL does. Mm. So I always feel, I feel yucky watching football for some reason with all these white football team owners and these players that are black and it just, yeah. everything that happened over the past couple of years, it just makes me feel icky. Mm-hmm. So when I'm sitting there watching, I'm thinking about all that and I'm not really enjoying the game. Plus it's Tom Brady, so who cares? Fuck him. Fuck him, seriously. I mean, I get it. Yeah, he's been in the league for 20 years and he's been in 10 Super Bowls. Like that is a yeah. very big deal. Right. Congratulations. But also like, I'm sick of you. It's kind of like, okay, compared to Housewives, it's kind of like this. It's like Nini and Vicky Gunn-Wilson. Your time's up. Leave. Yeah. It's either that, but I also think like maybe Bethany. Like every time Bethany is back, I'm like, man, she is good. She is so good. But then at some point by the reunion when she's like rolling her eyes and making jokes and talking over everybody, I'm like, you know what, Bethany? Maybe it's time for you to take a hiatus from our screens again. That's how I feel. I didn't even watch any of the ads or anything. I So I was switching back and forth. I was watching something else and I was switching to this. Every time I switched to see, maybe catch an ad, there was no ad. It was a game. And so I would switch back. And it was felt like none of the ads. I was like, finally, I gave up and I was like, ah, if the ads are good, I'll hear about it tomorrow. Also, I feel like all of the ads now are like ads that have already been on the internet. Like somebody's already posted it on Twitter. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. oh, this isn't, it's not fun anymore. What did you yeah. think of the halftime show? Uh... That was embarrassment. What was it? It was weird. I love The Weeknd. Yeah, I do too. I like his songs. I love Weeknd in in general. I love (laughs) Weeknd. But also The Weeknd. Especially especially because, you know, he dated the other one. Um, (laughs) Right? She did. He did. No. Yeah, it was other one. Because Anwar is other other one. Yeah. So other one is for those people who listen to us who don't listen to watch what crappens. Other one is Bella Hadid. <laughs> yes. Gigi is the only important child in Yolanda's eyes. Right. All the other kids are the other ones. <laughs> yes, and that's a watch what crappens terminology. So yeah. If you are listening to us, you should first go listen. To yes. Us. But also, it was kind of weird at first. I thought, oh, it's gonna. He's he's doing his best in you know in this situation of social distancing and he cannot use a lot of singers and then he went into that maze with all those people wearing those underwears on their it was like thong underwear on their heads and they're like bumping into each other and i was like what am i watching i don't <laughs> understand this heather from salt lake city said it's a flash mob of jockstraps <laughs> <gasps> yes that's exactly what it was. Is that what she was referring to? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I agree. So I also love The weekend. also like weekends in general. Mm-hmm. My cousin said something funny. He said, looks like The weekend put on some weight looking like a three-day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. It was like, he, and also especially because The weekend actually lost weight. So this was just my cousin's way of making that dumbass joke. Anyway. <laughs> I love his music. It made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, it did. I love his music and everything. But the thing that I noticed was like I felt like his sound was off. Like I felt like after he's gonna be done, he's gonna be like, who the fuck was in charge of my sound? Because I couldn't right. hear him. Yeah. It felt like he was not amplified correctly. So that was yeah. a bummer. All I could think of was like, I wish that there was some backup dancers. And it's a shame because all of weekend songs have been like TikTok sensations. So I mm-hmm. thought, and listen, Abel, Abel, whatever your name is, if you're listening to us for some reason. Mr. Weekend, 
listen to us, okay? Next time you want to do something like this, which you won't be able to, because I don't think anybody's going to give you the Super Bowl platform, but he should have had like TikTok videos or something playing in the background. You know, he could have even done it like as like an homage to all of us who have been home practicing these dumbass TikTok songs mm-hmm. like all year. And a lot of his songs have been TikTok sensations. So he yeah. could have done that. He could have done the TikTok moves. Yeah, that is such a great idea. You know what? Somebody should, I can somebody, somebody get me? Yeah. I am Noor, okay, for the next, next yeah. Super Bowl. But in my opinion, nothing can be the Bruno Mars Beyonce, which was just That was the best. Perfect. Was the best. It was the best. It was the best in the last 10 years. Yes. The Beyonce only was really good yeah, too. That was good too. But for me, all time was the InSync Aerosmith Nelly <gasps> Britney Spears yeah! one. I remember that one too. That was good. Those are my favorite ones. And it's like, you can't beat that. And I I think it's a, apparently he spent like, like a couple million of his own dollars on this thing. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a good investment. Mm Mm-mm. I said, that was more like a weekend when I had to come in and work on a Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) That's all my time tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, no, we need to get on. All right, let's talk about Summer House. Yes. So all the idiots show came back on. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you want to know what my first line is yeah. of my notes? What do you think the first line of my notes is? All the idiots are back? No. <laughs> it's, ugh, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. The whole episode was, ugh, Hannah. Yeah. Like, who made her... The set, you know, who gave her the center, whatever it is? What do you give some at uh, the center sand shovel or whatever, sand bucket, <laughs> whatever it is, beach toy? Who gave her the beach toy? She's not the head of this, uh, this house. I know, I it's know. It's Kyle. Kyle is the head of that house. Yes. Who I, made you know, her the chieftain there? She seems like one of those people, and I could definitely tell based on how she reacted to Sierra. Mm-hmm. She seems like one of those people where, like, as soon as she comes into a room where there is, like, an obviously funny person or a confident right. person, she immediately starts to, like, overexert herself to be funny also. I mean, like, oh, my God, you're so yeah. funny. We're going to be best friends. And yeah. She seems like a very irritating person in that way. Oh, my God. I, Which uh, is, like, that, one of the many reasons why I hate her. Many, many reasons. But the minute Sierra walked in, which is we are going backwards on the show, on the on the episode because Sierra walked in at the very end. But yeah, the minute Sierra walked in, the way Hannah's face <laughs> fell and then she she was so <laughs> fake to Sierra and then she came back and she was like rolling her eyes at the camera. It was just too much. It felt so high school. Would you be that digmatized over Luke? No. 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 I mean, I'm saying that. that but you know, at <laughs> did she sleep with Luke once? So apparently it was not sleeping. Apparently they just did oral. But okay. that's like still whatever. Yeah. And so they were quote unquote kind of dating for seven months and then they never had sex. So I don't think that they were actually dating. Now yeah. here's the other thing. So yeah, we we did went we went backwards, but basically all these idiots came back to the house. They're all working there together. They're staying there together. It's very real world meets summer house. Right. Which I love personally yeah. as a real yeah. world lover. Right. But here no one's being eliminated. And that's the part that I don't like. No, real world and- nobody got eliminated. Well, towards the end, somebody did, right? You you give no, no. or not. No, that's not real no. world. Oh, that's Survivor. <laughs> okay. Yeah, where they get cast to an island. 
yeah. about missing out. Anyway, so how do you pick the winner in real world then? There's no winner. <laughs> it was oh, just... I'm thinking Big Brother. I'm thinking Big Brother. <laughs> no, this is real world is Big Brother. They do get eliminated. Yes, they yeah. Big Brother. They do. Real yeah. world is yeah. Seven yeah. strangers yeah. pick to live in a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start, yeah. Stop being polite. Start getting real. Okay. The biggest drama this this episode was that everybody got there. And Luke came later and he called and was like, oh, I'm just with some friends and they're going to come with me. And he was very specific to not say she's going to come with me. He kept saying they, which was very shady. And then he showed up with the super- Why? Why would he even say it in the first place? Okay, I have a theory. Okay. But she, so he shows up with super hot models slash ICU nurse. Like, what? What is the casting on that? Yeah. This gorgeous girl named Sierra. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, now the drama is like Hannah didn't know about Sierra. Apparently, Sierra has been traveling with Luke. They've been hooking up. The other drama is that Lindsay and Hannah are in a fight because Hannah went on a podcast and talked shit about Lindsay. Lindsay didn't invite Hannah to a party. <laughs> I fucking love Lindsay because that's a move I would do. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, fuck I, you. You're not invited. Yeah. yeah. And, and Lindsay didn't even bring it up. She made Hannah bring it up. And then she was like, so. Which is like a really great move. And I got more and more thirsty as that conversation went along. And I was so there for it because Hannah could have just brushed it off and said, well, that explains it. You don't like me. And yeah, it's good to know and walk away. But no, she brought it up and then Lindsay didn't budge. So she brought it up again and again and again. And she got just got thirsty. Every time she brought it up, Lindsay just sat back and watched her devolve. It was amazing. And I was like, Lindsay, I like you. Yeah. This year, I'm rooting for Lindsay. <laughs> like I said, it's like mm-hmm. you have to be a real piece of shit for me to like Lindsay Hubbard. Mm-hmm. That's how much of a piece of shit Hannah is. But <clears throat> yeah. yeah, so that's going to be the big tension this season is like between Hannah and Luke and Sierra. Now, here's mm-hmm. my theory. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Sierra is currently dating a gentleman who is a producer on Summer mm-hmm. House. And he was an active producer on Summer House during the summer when she was shooting there. And they've been together since the summer. So it's like, were Sierra and Luke really together? Or is that just a production thing? You don't think that Sierra met the producer during the shooting and then they started going out after Luke? Well, that's the thing. If Sierra and Luke start to like hook up Mm -hmm. on camera, then I'll say, okay, yes, they are definitely together. But if Mm -hmm. Sierra and Luke dated two years ago and are still friends and just decided Mm -hmm. to come together to drum up drama, Mm -hmm. but she's not actually that interested in Luke, then this is all just like fake tension, right? Right. And that's the thing I think that like annoys me. I'm still going to watch it. Only because I want Hannah to just keep melting. Yes, exactly. I want to see Hannah crumble. Also, what I loved was when uh, when Amanda goes, can I just say something? <laughs> and I was like, this is so relatable because like that yeah. would totally be me and you like hanging yeah. out in a group. One person walks away and then just turn each other and be like, can I just I like I don't want to talk shit. That literally happens every day on in our chats. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we, that is actually that exactly what happens. That we send each other. Can I just yeah. say something? <laughs> and we're always like, I don't want to talk shit. Like, I don't want to. I'm not like a shit talker. I'm not like yeah. a mean person. Like, I'm a nice person. I don't, you know. However. Not, however, <laughs> Gretchen Rossi, however, I just have to get this off my chest. Like, I love that person. I think they're great. But, yeah. like, this is really annoying, which is like, it was yeah. just such a relatable moment. I was right. like, oh, Amanda. Right. Yeah. What do you think about Lindsay's timeline? That was a lot of birthdays. What? <laughs> Did you? 
It was like, this is my birthday, then it's his birthday, then my birthday comes along, and then his birthday comes along. And I was like, okay, Lindsay, so you go through two years and multiple birthdays. Also, it was like, move in together, get engaged, get married, have a baby. If he has seen Lindsay's boyfriend, whatever his name is, if he has seen that list and it doesn't bother him, then kudos to him. Yeah, I agree. You know, I'm not mad about it. Yeah, if he hasn't run away, then that's fine. I actually found Lindsay's list quite relatable. Yeah. Because yeah. look, for my friends also in their 30, they don't got time for this shit. Yeah. We got tick, tick, tick. We got biological yeah. clocks ticking. We're not. Right. We don't. Nobody has time for it. So I right. appreciated it. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about Carl? Carl Fart Pointo. Yeah, Carl Fart Pointo. He is like sober Carl. Sober Carl is sort of, but sort of sober. He was like, I can drink one or two. Yeah. But I'm not. I was like, okay, that just means, that's like you on the elliptical. I'm like, okay, three weeks. (laughs) Three weeks. Three weeks and Carl is going to give in. Well, that is also the rumor is like, or not the rumor. I think that happened over the summer is Carl had to leave the summer house. So Carl (laughs) is going to be replaced with somebody else, I believe. Who do you think you could be? Oh, Danielle was also on the show. <laughs> oh, yes. Danielle was also there. Danielle had a moment with Luke. Yeah, she made out with him. And it was really sad because they kissed. And then he said he wasn't over his ex. At this point, who hasn't made out with Luke? Paige. No, it's that other girl. That Muslim girl that was there last year. Last She year. was Muslim? Wasn't she? She was Persian. Jordanian. Yeah. She went out with Jordan, but she was Persian, I thought. No, no. She was Jordanian. What was her name again? Jules. I think Jules is the only one that hasn't made out with anyone. <laughs> no, she made out with Carl. Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah, and then they booted her off the show. They thought, see, they they thought at that point, they thought that this was Big Brother, and then they voted Jules out of the show. Last <laughs> <year>. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, but that's I'm excited. Right. I'm excited to see the fall of Hannah Burner because I do feel like I feel like these girls are not going to the giggly squad. I don't think they're going to get a good edit because they showed Paige farting. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, we've never seen Lindsay Hubbard fart. Have we not? Okay. We've never we've seen her do a whole bunch of other crazy stuff. But editors have never given us a Lindsay fart, which means that they must really hate Paige. For them to do that to her. Or maybe she doesn't fart ever. She's no, she definitely farts. <laughs> we all do. That would be my, like, it always cracks me up because I remember watching, like, Real World for my entire life uh-huh. and always seeing those, like, night vision cams and stuff. But never, you never saw, heard bodily sounds besides yeah. sex. Yeah. So it always cracks me up now that, like, at Summer House, somebody, <laughs> whoever the producers of Summer House thought the same uh-huh. thing as me, 13 years old, watching Real World Hawaii. All right. Thinking the same thing. Like, why don't we ever see any farts it's like this is it um all right do you want to talk about house of ho yeah from one house to another house so have you done any research to see like how this show came about and if somebody knows like who's the producer how did it come about like how did they find this particular family because they're a very interesting family very and it seemed like they had a lot of things set up to fall apart just as the camera started rolling. 
Yes. But I think that's also all families. Like that's also all Asian families because we hold in so much of our drama that Mm -hmm. if somebody was to put a camera on and make us talk about our family, we'd be like, well, I didn't want to get into it, but, you know. And I do think that at the time that they start filming, Judy is getting a divorce. Yeah. So I feel like that was sort of a trigger to be like, okay, Judy's getting a divorce. The Vietnamese parents don't appreciate it. And so mm-hmm. now we have a plot. So for people who don't know, House of Ho is amazing. What did you think of it? I thought it was awesome. Okay, I thought great. it was gripping. I, I I think the first episode grabbed me. And then there were some lulls in the in between. But towards the end, it ramped up again. And I'm looking forward to see what happens next. And that's how it should leave us. Yes. This is on HBO Max. It's about a Vietnamese family in Houston, Texas. This gentleman named Ben Ho. He's Vietnamese. He was a refugee. He came over with his wife, which like, look, as soon as you show me Asian family refugee rags to riches story, I'm in. That is hook, line and sinker for me. Right. So he came here, you know, they were working very menial jobs. Mm-hmm. He made a couple of great investments. And next thing you know, he's one of the wealthiest Vietnamese people in the area. Right. And they're like a well-known family, the Ho family. They've got three kids, Washington, Judy, and Reagan. Washington is the eldest son. A large portion of the show was dedicated to him and his wife, Leslie. The yeah. other person that was it was it that we got a lot of screen time with was Judy. Yeah. And then there's a whole bunch of cast of like side characters, like a wacky Aunt Tina. Yeah. And Cousin Sammy, who seems... Seems like yeah. Washington's enabler. Like, what is she? Yeah. I, at first, I thought she was Tina's daughter. Yeah. But she, no, there's like another sister of Ben who's older than Tina, and she's her daughter. So there's yes. like Ben is one of 11 kids and so there's a whole bunch of hoes running around the first episode my first impression was why are they talking with the same smile plastered across their face mm-hmm. it's like there was no expression they were all had these big smiles and they're talking about stuff that would i would think would make you emotional mm-hmm. and they're saying things but it's like just matter of fact for a while it threw me off guard because I'm so used to seeing a lot of emotions on all of the shows on Bravo and all of that people are very expressive but towards the middle and later I could see that they got comfortable with the camera on yeah I think some of it was definitely the cameras and I do Mm -hmm. think that if you put cameras on a Asian person or a South Asian person I can speak about my family in particular if you put cameras on a South Asian you are not immediately going to get a whole bunch of sad emotions Mm -hmm. for sure at first what you're going to get out of our family is like lots of self-deprecating jokes jokes Mm -hmm. and lots of humor in our trauma because like that's definitely how we navigate that so I do feel like some of it is that I think some of it was getting comfortable with the camera but towards the end of it you also see how like cut and dry the parents are like Mm -hmm. Ben and Hugh the mom like they're both very and I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right so I'm sorry kind of like how Tiffany Moon on Dallas talks about her parents She's Mm -hmm. like, they're not emotional people. My mom is not an emotional person. Like, this is just how they have to be. And it seems like this is how they have to be. And the only way that they can navigate any of the real life issues they have in their life, for example, Judy getting divorced or Washington Mm -hmm. having financial troubles and also his addiction to alcohol, all those things, they just take that energy and they put it somewhere else. 
Like yeah. Judy's getting a divorce. So Ben builds her a house. Yeah. You know, Washington has issues with money and uh, has troubles with his alcohol consumption. So the mom then tries to control Leslie. So yeah. I think that that's how they sort of do it. And I'm definitely seeing that within yeah. my own families. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that if you were to talk to my in-laws on camera, they would probably be very much the same way. Because that's like very much how my husband's family navigates. Yeah. Let's talk about the fact that, you know, how uh, in Asian families, especially, we have the concept of the head of the family and how the oldest son of the oldest brother becomes the head of the next generation of family. Mm -hmm. Even if somebody else is better at, you know, managing all of the family members. And even if there's somebody more accomplished, it's always the older brother, oldest brother, then his son of the next generation and so on and so forth. One of the things that I noticed was every time Ben came to Wash's house, he would call out to his grandson, but not to the granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Every time it would be like, how's yep. your grandson? And how, n- no questions about the granddaughter. And the granddaughter mm-hmm. didn't seem to care about the grandfather either. There, yep. doesn't, there didn't seem to be some affection there at all. I noticed that too. So I very much relate to this because I have two older brothers. My brother, my oldest brother is not a mess like Washington, but he's definitely more babied than me and my other brother. There's definitely a lot more that my parents like gave attention to when it came to my brother. And I thought one of the most interesting things towards the end, I think it's a conversation between Aunt Tina and Ben. So Aunt Tina and Ben are brother and sister. They're talking and he says, he says, I don't worry about Judy. Mm-hmm. Judy, she's my rock. Like she's yeah. good at everything and I don't have to worry about her. And that's why I never gave her that kind of attention. Mm-hmm. Are the word for word, my mother has told me the exact same thing when I've complained to her about like, you guys are always criticizing me. My mom always says, well, I do that because I know you can take it. I do that because I know if I talk to you, it's going to be constructive and it's going to go somewhere. I can't have that conversation with your brother because he's too sensitive. He needs to be coddled and blah, blah, blah. And it gets frustrating, obviously, for me because I'm like, well, I mean, he's always going to be that way if you don't change. But kind of like how the mom here is with Leslie of being like, Oh, she's going to solve it. You know, in in, in Urdu, you know, you say like, if a guy is like really fucked up, they always say, or get Uh, him married, which basically means like, he'll improve once he's married. Yeah, exactly. And you know what they're doing? They're getting him to be good enough to find a wife and then they make it the wife's problem, just like they did here. Now it's the wife's responsibility to keep him in check and keep him in line. Like you did a bad job parenting and now she has to parent your son so that she she can have a stable financial life. It's a mess. If she doesn't manage him, then it's her fault now. It's never his fault. So yep. now again, he's. it's never his fault. I was getting so infuriated with how they were treating Leslie in the first half of the show. So Ben tells Leslie, I can't retire because I don't feel like Washington is ready to take on the family business yet. And I'm right. only telling you because I think that you should help him. It's like, yeah. that is a big ass undertaking to put on your daughter-in-law. And the thing is, in Asian families, in Asian culture, and so much of what I saw in the show, which I love love that they brought in this conversation, which is that 
so much of what we're taught is you are responsible for your family as a woman. You are responsible for the happiness of your husband. You are responsible for making sure that your family life is good. But the credit is always going to go to the male. Yeah. Regardless of how hard you're trying, the credit right. is always going to go to your husband. And right. that's what I was seeing here was like Ben was telling Leslie, Washington has a problem and I want you to fix it. Yeah. And Leslie is trying to fix it. When Leslie fixes it, who ends up getting the credit? It's Washington because Washington is going to get the company. Right. It was such an interesting thing to see it in this very wealthy family. I mean, the thing I found interesting was that this guy, he's so obsessed with the American way and he's so impressed mm-hmm. by being American and wanting to be American that he names his children after presidents. Even his grandchildren right. are named after right. presidents. Right. But he's still so traditional that he will still go so far as to say, Judy shouldn't get divorced and I don't like that she has a boyfriend. Right. That juxtaposition of of like living between two worlds. I think that's something that our generation is definitely handling better. But I know my parents did not have an easy time navigating their way because it was just so brand new to them. And the the thing about Washington to me initially, my note about him was he seems like a cowboy trying too hard. It seems like Washington saw that his father was obsessed with like big Texas American life And turned into basically like even the way he talks in the beginning is very much George W. Bush it reminded me of like a big cowboy, which I realized that I think he was drunk the first half of the show. I think so, too, because he he, even though his mannerisms change. Yes. The way he talks changes. His accent changes. Yes. He's like he had a Texas drawl in the first half of it. Yeah. And then towards the end, he sounded more Vietnamese. Yeah. It was kind of strange. Yeah. And so it it felt almost like Washington is doing what he can to show his parents, look at me, I'm I'm a I'm American. Yeah. Yeah. But also like his mom is making him marry this girl. Like his parents mm-hmm. tell him, if you marry Leslie, you don't owe us anything because she's like the perfect Vietnamese girl. That was such a shitty thing he said that I married you and I got I made out twice because I got a good wife, Vietnamese. I made my parents happy and my parents said I don't owe them anything more. Meaning what? He doesn't have to try any harder or can misbehave and they'll forgive him and they have his back regardless because he married her so he she was his insurance policy or whatever and if my husband kept saying that i would be upset yeah and leslie is upset yeah but at the same time i think leslie is as upset as it makes her by the end when we have quote unquote like a rehabbed washington Mm -hmm. and he's quit drinking and everything you can tell that she's so pumped up like you can tell that all of her confidence is back you can know she's like i can do no wrong in this family Everything's going really well. And now I'm going to talk shit about Judy and her boyfriend. And I'm going to talk shit about Judy and her decorations because I've done my part and I'm a whole woman because my in-laws like me. Yes. I don't know if these are things other people picked up, but I, as an Asian person who grew up in Asian culture, not Vietnamese, but Asian culture, South Asian culture, this is very much like the thing that you live up to. Once you have the approval of your in-laws, you do as a woman end up sometimes being like, oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good to go here. But yeah, just like just like from Bling Empire, Christine, when she had her son, now yeah. she had her in-laws approval and now 
she's going to be just as bad as her in-laws were when her son grows up because she yes. now have the power that she struggled so hard to have that now she's going to exert that. And that's how that whole thing keeps continuing because once you get that power, you have to be very aware of yourself to say, okay, I'm not going to behave like my in-laws do. Yeah. I'm still going to be the kind of person I was before. But most people, it goes to their head. And that's how it's. I see it happening with Leslie is that she is like, oh, my father father-in-law said he has more respect for me considers me like his daughter and he has more faith in me than any of his own kids i am the next powerful after the mother-in-law wild yeah but that is so common yeah in asian cultures where we are very close-knit families and we oftentimes live with the in-laws and this is the kind of dynamic that goes through yeah what did you think about reagan i thought reagan was very cool he seemed to be very laid back, clearly had issues with everything his family did. And he has clearly had major battles with them. Mm-hmm. He didn't even show up for most of the filming. And when he did, he seemed very irritable. Like he had, he was, he was going off at everybody for everything. Like every conversation he had an objection to. And he seemed the most progressive of all of them. Yeah, for sure. I thought one of the funniest things was how Washington was like, oh, Judy should get our permission about Nate shouldn't she get her blessing Reagan said something like we don't need your permission he's like Judy's 40 she doesn't need anybody nobody needs your fucking permission and Washington's like why do you have to be such an asshole and it's like I totally know that conversation because I have very similar discussions with my brothers like My one brother, I would say, is more of a Reagan. I would say in my family, I'm more of a Reagan. I'm like a Reagan-Judy combination. But out of my brothers, I definitely have an oldest brother who's not like Washington. Like I said, he's yeah. not a mess. But he's he thinks that he is somebody that people should be coming to for advice. Yeah. You know, this dynamic that you said about like the eldest son and his eldest son and then his eldest son, like that mm-hmm. cycle. My dad's family definitely has that because mm-hmm. my uncle mm-hmm. – yeah. who is only like three years older than my dad, when he would call, my dad would be like, everybody shut up. I'm on the phone with your uncle. And yeah. you're like, it's fine. You're on the phone. He'd be like, you guys are making too much noise. I'm talking to your yeah. uncle. Like there's yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. That like inherent respect for the oldest brother. Yeah. And so I think that when my older brother got married and my older brother had yeah. a son, my dad definitely felt that like, now I get to have a son who gets mm-hmm. to be the older, you know, mm-hmm. wise one. And that's like definitely definitely not the thing in my house we're definitely more like and the rest of the siblings are who made you king <laughs> yeah nobody made you king okay yeah, I was yeah. like shut up you are so annoying like me and my other brother we just rag on him all the time but like of yeah. course there's love there we love yeah. my sister-in-law we're always looking at her like you don't need to put up with this shit like yeah. it's totally fine I loved when well, it drove me crazy when Washington was like, you know, women who hang out with divorced women usually end up getting divorced. It's like, yeah. well, maybe it's because you're an alcoholic, sir. Yes, because, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, if the, if, if the wife sees that, oh, it's easy and it's okay. Okay, fine. I'll divorce his ass too. Especially yeah. when your sister, when your sister Judy is constantly telling your wife that she shouldn't be putting up with all of the shit that you're putting her through. Yes. Yeah, it was kind of odd to see that play out, but also very much what happens in our households. Yeah. So, 
I like that I learned a thing or two from Judy and Reagan. And I very much like that. I mean, some some parts of the show, I was like, oh, shit, that is a mirror. Like, yeah, this is very this is like too real. But I really enjoyed it because they're also right. just all gorgeous. The way the show is shot is beautiful. The food looks so good. Oh, they're always food. eating. I mean, the, I really the, fact that the, the whole show started with shots of the food. And I was like, wow. Yeah, it's, I could smell the food all the way here. <laughs> yeah, I think the saddest scene for sure was the way that the mom dealt with Leslie telling them that Washington is an alcoholic. Yeah. That was heartbreaking. Yeah. If only you cooked and you didn't make the maid cook or if only you did this, he would not be like that. And that's yeah. not true. The mom is babies him in every scene. He's like, mom, can I have that Vietnamese cookie? He was acting like a baby in front of the mom. Yeah. The mom constantly bringing the Virgin Mary. Wild. I, I wouldn't have been able to tolerate something like that. I don't have a mother-in-law. My mother-in-law passed away. Uh, my husband was young. If I had a mother-in-law, I wouldn't be able to get along with one. I'm, I don't have the personality to get along with a mother-in-law. You know, I also don't have a personality to get along with a mother-in-law. And she lives in my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's a lovely she's a lovely human and I've been married for almost 10 years so we've had our ups yeah. and downs but yeah. I think that it's definitely one of those things that if you don't do it from jump yeah. if you're not close to your mother-in-law from jump or like yeah. you don't make an effort in the beginning mm-hmm. it's always going to be a rocky relationship the mom coming over and dropping off Virgin Mary's was like they don't need no prayer man they need therapy <laughs> like it was like ridiculous but it was like things that i've definitely seen yeah among my own people so it would be the equivalent of like a pakistani mother she would come over with a bunch of food that she's cooked that only her Mm -hmm. son likes yeah to be like oh i'm easing the burden because you know that she doesn't have to cook for you and it's like well maybe she wants to cook for her husband get out of her kitchen but if you're not cooking for the whole family you're not really easing the burden she still has to cook for herself and the kids (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's talk about Judy. Yeah. Love Judy. I did. It seems like she's really aware of what's going on in her life because she says how it's like a little bit of a drug where your dad Mm -hmm. pays for one thing and another thing. And then next thing you know, you have these financial handcuffs. Yeah. She said something like sometimes she feels like so held back by her own family. She's talking to her boyfriend. She says, I feel so I feel like I have these handcuffs on. But at the same time, I know what my family came from. And I know that there's people who have way less than me. And I feel bad for being upset about it. That's definitely something that I go through a lot in my mind, which is that like anytime – I mean, now I'm in a better place with it. But when I first started realizing that I had depression, one of the the hardest things for me was accepting that you can have all of the things in the world and still be sad. And you mm. can be sad for yourself and still accept that there are people who have it worse than you. But your yeah. feelings still matter. And I think yeah. that that was really cool that like, you know, Judy's talking about it to show that like, right. you know, in our cultures, And especially even in their culture, they keep talking about being lucky and having success and you don't have anything if you're not lucky. I think our cultures put so much on success means that you're happy. Yeah. Oh, look at them. They have such a big house. They're so they must be so happy. Happy. And I think it was a really cool thing to show this family that is like insanely rich, but still so sad, but also aware enough to start making the changes to be happier and break away from like the cultural shit that might be keeping them from being 
and truly happy. So one of the things I noticed right away was unlike Bling Empire and any of the other movie, uh, other shows that we have been watching, this one, even though they had all the wealth, they, the wealth was understated. They didn't mm-hmm. talk about their wealth at all. They didn't mm-hmm. talk about how much money they spent on what and all of that. They seemed pretty down to earth. So that was something. So it was more about their personal issues and interactions than it was about showing off their wealth. For sure. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I I like a show that I mean, this is why Beverly Hills got old for everybody, right? It was like, we've seen enough of your wealth. Show me the meat because now I'm getting bored of like just seeing fancy house after fancy house and you're driving race cars and all this stuff. Like, I don't give a shit about any of that. I mean, this is why it drives me crazy about Kyle because Mm -hmm. there's so much more that we could know about Kyle Richards, but we never get to know because she's just too busy being like, oh, I bought a new house and look at this fancy new thing. You know, I love a show that doesn't piggyback off of the well you know new york roni you don't get piggybacked off of the wealth right wealth is in the in the background it doesn't really matter how rich they are exactly exactly and that's why it works so well because the wealth doesn't get in the way of the actual story i got very like new jersey early new jersey vibes from house of hope because i love a family drama yeah so what do you think about Nate and Judy's relationship and the way Nate ends up proposing? As I've complained before on the podcast, I've never been proposed to. Okay. Let's not make it about you. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, just to yes. give everybody a perspective and in case my husband is listening, I've never been proposed to. I had the opposite of Judy. The whole transaction was between the parents. Right. And then one day I had an engagement party and then he put a ring on my finger. Obviously, I, me and my husband were dating for like two years at the point, but it's a family affair. It's a, it's family, a family affair. And it's, 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 there's a whole bunch of other rituals and stuff that we go through when we do yeah. engagement. That being said, if I find myself at 40 divorced, mm-hmm. first of all, I'm not getting remarried. I have no interest in getting married again to another person. But you want to be proposed to. If I was to decide to get married at some point, once Mm -hmm. I find myself single again, Mm -hmm. I think that time around, yes, I would definitely, I would be like, yeah, fuck asking my parents. It doesn't matter. I'm 40 Mm -hmm. years old. Who gives Mm -hmm. a shit? Just propose to me. I don't care. Kiss me Mm -hmm. right on the mouth in front of them. You're my boyfriend. I don't mind. Like, I feel like I'm going to be like Judy, where I'm going to be like, fuck all y'all. I'm getting my voice and I'm going to do what I want. You know, and I think that that part of it was like, I totally get Leslie's point of view because in my mind, be like, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. But at the same time, I get Judy's point of view, which is like the shackles are off and now I'm going to get to be my own person. I get Leslie's point, but it's not her for her to say. That is dis- whether it's disrespectful or not, it's not her place to say, but I feel like she's going to make a big stink about it. It was amazing. I, th- I think it, it actually made sense in a way that because this happened without Bingo's permission, he would have no say on the relationship. And that actually cuts off any shackles that Jody might have. Yes. Like you have no say. In this, and that was like a very cut and dry. I saw her mother's face just go white and ashen, like. (laughs) And And as soon as he does it, he hugs her and he goes, "Oh my god, your parents are gonna kill me." (laughs) (laughs) He goes, "Your mother's (laughs) face." (laughs) Yeah, but his mother is like, "No, it's too soon. She shouldn't be doing it." I was like, "Uh, you don't have a say. That's." That's what this means. She's told you clearly. She's prepped you for it. You didn't quite understand, but this is what it is. You know, I think that Asian parents, much like Desi parents, are very much, it's all about control. All Mm -hmm. of this is control because so much of their life had been 
out of control prior to this point in their life mm-hmm. when they had mm-hmm. kids and everything. And I think it all comes from a place of insecurity and lack of confidence of feeling like you know your place in the world. And they're yeah. so busy focused on this idea that your value is your kids or your value is your husband or your spouse or whatever, they need to make sure that that person, this human Mm -hmm. being is doing the things that they want so that they're always valued. It's just a cycle of codependence that I see in this family that I think Mm -hmm. makes excellent television drama. Yeah. I loved, I loved seeing that tension. I loved every bit of it. I loved um, Leslie's confusion, figuring out how to handle her husband. I liked how messed up Wash was and I don't think he's much improved except for not drinking. I don't think he's much improved. He's still no, he's still an asshole. He's still an asshole and he holds these backwards ideas of what women should be and what they should be doing. And I couldn't work like Leslie does with the kids right next to her. That was kind of weird. I work Uh, like that. Oh my god, that is hard. (laughs) I was watching Leslie. I was like, oh, that's what my office usually looks like. I was like, how do you do that? I cannot have a conversation. My dog comes and stares at me and I get all like, I get distracted. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To my conversation. Auntie Tina seems to be free, a free spirit. And she was funny. Um, yeah. But she, she also, she also holds on to some of the old fashioned ideas. Yeah. It was kind of weird. She's sort of in the middle between the two generations. She is. Um, I don't understand ben not retiring when he said he would retire. Because his son is never going to be ready for that. No, Washington is never going to be ready. Yeah. Because I think admitting that Washington isn't ready and giving it to somebody else is admitting that you didn't do well with your son. Yeah. Is admitting that this is now on me, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and of course, they're going to try to put it on Leslie and be like, oh, yeah. well, we asked you to and it's still right. not blah, blah, blah. But, but I, it's like at some point, Leslie's going to have to say, no, it's not my fault anymore. Like you can't yeah. be the, you can't put this on me anymore. But also, I think he's using that control. He, he wants to keep control of the company. So he has control of the kids. Which Yeah, he, absolutely. Right now, he's losing control. So he doesn't want to give that up now. Yeah, because he sees them going farther away from where he would be. And so he's like, no, I'm not going to give up the com- uh, money. Just like uh, Mama D on Dallas. Yeah. She doesn't want to give up control of her money because she would then have to give control of the kid. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I loved it. I, I hope that they do a second season. Obviously, this is right at in the start of 2020, I think. Yeah. Is when they finish filming. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was easy, easy breeze. It's seven episodes and it I breezed through them. It wasn't hard. It wasn't difficult to watch. It wasn't boring. There was no gaps. It was great. It was short, short episodes. Yes. Can't see anything on the internet about there being a second season, but I hope that they do one. Yeah. It'll be very interesting. I hope that um, Nate moved in with Judy because he's an essential worker. Mm-hmm. Nate being a doctor, the same scene in the Indian family would be very different. Because he's a doctor? Yes. Something about somebody being a doctor, our Indian family starts salivating. That's true. They do. They're really horny for doctors. Yes. That's true. I do think that that would help. And the fact that he's Asian. Yeah. And also the one thing that is different about Indian families, I would think, is that if if your daughter is divorced and if she finds somebody else who's willing to marry her, that's considered, they would be relieved. Yes. They would not be upset. They would be like, oh, good. She found somebody else to take care of her. So that's. You know. But they're also, their issue is that they are waiting for Judy to go back to the ex-husband. 
Right. It's ultimately what they want. And he keeps trying to say that I'm worried about my grandbabies, which is like so Mm -hmm. offensive because it's like that implies Judy's not thinking about her own kids. Right. But I totally agree with you that like Daisy's definitely navigate that situation a little bit differently. Because like if you get divorced, their idea is like, oh, well, she's completely a waste now. She's going to be a burden to the society. Yeah. Yeah. If someone decides to take this project on, Lord, your your prayers have been answered. It's like that kind of shit. But. Right. Yeah, but I loved it. I hope they do a second season. What are we going to yeah. watch next? Yeah, what do we watch For now? our Tuesday show. Well, Bravo's about to get real busy. Oh, Singapore Social. Well, you can, we can watch, you can watch Singapore Social. I love that show, too. Okay, so we'll watch Singapore, Singapore Social and talk about that next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. When is Shaw's coming back? Should be soon, right? Yeah, it's about time for Shaw's of Sunset. MJ looks like she's lost a ton of weight. I don't I think I'll... I don't think I like a thinner MG. I don't know. Yeah, but when MG loses weight, she's still thick in all the right places. That's true. Her boobs are still like bowling balls. I just hope that she's just as dysfunctional and not just bitchy. Oh, no, she is because she was on like that Heather, whatever, Juicy Scoop. She was on her Instagram live and she was complaining about her husband. Your cans look great, by the way. So next Tuesday, we're going to talk about Singapore Social. And on Saturday, we'll talk about uh, Bravo stuff. Mm-hmm. We will. There's a lot of Bravo stuff coming up. Yeah. And Tuesdays, we will always talk about Summer House because that's the only way it worked out. Because Summer House yeah. is on Thursdays and we record on Thursdays. Okay. We yeah. get jobs. This is free content. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, also on the 17th, which is the Jersey premiere I believe tentatively, mark your calendars, Richie D, you know, the creator of Kadoos, is going to go on an Instagram live with me mm-hmm. on our Instagram. So if you don't follow us yet on our Instagram, it's at the reality as pop. So excited. I'll manage the co- comments. Yes. Probably be the one commenting the most. <laughs> Yeah. But apparently, for some reason, there's only two people that can get on. So I will sit sit this one out. Yeah. And Arthi will get the next one. Yeah, I'll get the next one. Yeah. This is Jersey stuff, and you guys are Jersey. Yeah, that's Jersey right. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget, I'm from Jersey, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we'll talk to you on Saturday. Yay. Bye. Bye.